0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, this is the second week in a row where we have some massive, massive news when it comes to the third installment of the Marvel-Sony collaboration on Spider-Man. There's a, a, some big, a one major casting that was confirmed this week, and rumors of some more big castings for this movie so we'll tell you about those in just a second also um beyond spider-man 3 it appears that um miles morales may be making his way to the mcu as well so we'll give you guys uh the latest on that news that's kind of breaking on this monday um Oh, on the uh on the on the interwebs as they call it, the kids would call it. And uh and we got a a new series confirmed that we knew was coming but um confirmed for HBO Max Green Lantern. We got some characters that will be appearing. We know who who the show will, will at least feature. We don't know who will set around exactly but um exciting stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this show. Joining me are my co hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Now Sham, uh one of the things that, that crossed this week was some uh, set photos for the Batman. It seems like these photos that we, we that came in this week were look like from some kind of uh, funeral type of scene. Looks like all the characters are coming out of the church, and we got our uh, another good look at Selena Kyle played by Zoe Kravitz, and you know obviously Robert Pattinson's in the shot as well. Bruce Wayne's got some uh, kind of long he's got a long hair look, not a look I'm used to seeing from Bruce Wayne in terms of hair, but we did see that shot of him in the trailer. And we saw Colin First's Penguin, which once again, uh he looks completely unrecognizable. Like the prosthetic work they've done on Penguin is just remarkable. I mean we I, I said before the show, you know, you think about where we were twenty years ago with Nutty Professor, I mean this is now <laughs> new kind of stuff in terms of trish transforming a person that looked like something totally
1: someone totally different and it looked believable. Yeah. Yeah, it's really impressive what they were able to do with the Penguin. I mean, he doesn't even look like Colin Farrell anymore. Not at all. Yeah, no. He looks like someone that's completely... Yeah. He looks like the Penguin. Yeah, if like... you'd actually, like,
2: are you showed me the picture of the guy and said, who's playing the Penguin? I would I would have guessed someone. I would have guessed somebody. I would probably say, I don't know, but yeah. I'll take a guess. If yeah, I would be where, like, I
1: don't I don't recognize sure. his, his actor. Yeah, I never would have guessed Colin Farrell. So they did an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see... And I like the other people that they showed, too. I mean, uh, um, Zoe Kravitz is, is Catwoman, is looking interesting. Um, and, of course, Bruce Wayne uh, as well. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm impressed with what Matt Reeves has done so far with, with regards to the imagery and the tone, kind of following what we saw in the trailer. Um, I know we won't be seeing this movie for a very long time, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, We've seen a lot of movies for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Who knows when? When will we be seeing movies again? Movies again? We don't know. So well, yeah, Disney, um,
0: Pixar. They, I mean, they've they, they've already said that they're going to be uh, now just focusing on streaming. Like theatrical is on the back burner. In terms
1: of everything they're yeah. doing. Yeah. So, um, which I don't blame them at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very impressed with what they've done. Ken, What did you think of these? Uh, Kendall Stewart joins us, obviously as well.
0: You, I'm assuming you two were impressed with these images.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about it when the Batman trailer came out. I mean, definitely the Pattinson look is definitely uh, different than what we've seen. What mm-hmm. I would have expected from Bruce Wayne. Um, definitely has more of a, definitely had a different vibe, like more definitely character. not
0: as put together as you expect from Bruce Wayne.
2: Well, yeah, you know and that's been a very big point of contention from a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some scuttlebutt in the in the rumor in the rumor mm-hmm. mill about there may be some tension amongst you know the the, the crew. We don't know about that. Um, it hasn't been confirmed or really even reported heavily. But uh, one of the things about the uh, one of the one of the points of contention reportedly is uh, Pattinson's uh, you know weight and his lack of uh his lack of uh, muscle right now but regardless um you know i think overall the patent still looks fine in my opinion uh and the colin farrell the thing you guys mentioned is is obviously pretty pretty wild pretty is one of the more drastic prosthetic jobs i've ever seen i mean even when i mean one of the more recent ones that we've seen that was pretty wild was christian bale playing dick cheney and mm. that was pretty wild. But yeah. even that, you can tell it was Chris Bale. It was just like, wow, little Christian Bale. But it it was it was still pretty wild. It was like, wow, that guy is Christian Bale. I mean, I mean, it's him. But you know, he looks like he's wearing just a lot of ridiculous stuff. This you can't tell who it is. So it's an amazing job that they've done.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It is. Um, Colin Farrell, you know. Uh, Matt Reeves, you know, every time he, he's talked about this movie and people have asked him about Farrell playing um playing Oswald, he just lights up. It's to me it's one of the things I've always noticed every time I've watched or heard Reeves talk about it. You could just he you could tell just how excited he is where Farrell's taking this role. So um what they've done with the prosthetics to give him the look, you know, already the two thumbs up for me and the way he's talked about um Farrell's performance, you know, that keeps me excited. as Well, And I think Zoe looks fantastic as Selena Kyle, man. I think that um, in terms of costuming, I think that that was a perfect look for, like, a Selena Kyle coming out of a, a, a funeral with the tilted hat. Like, it just, you know, um, very, very, very much uh, in tune with that character. So, um, again, we don't know when we're going to see the Batman, but I'm really excited about this project. I really want to see how... Much Reeves pushes the envelope with, uh, you know, giving us more of what we're used to, and how much he pushes the envelope with things that we're maybe not used to seeing, you know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a an interesting project to keep following. Though again, it will be probably a long time we'll be following it because once again, we'll be pushed back yet again to a whole another year. So 2022, remember, spring time will be when we see that movie. So uh, let's continue on with the show though, and let's start with this this big news coming out of, uh, of, the, of the Spider-Man 3. So, we obviously, you know... By the way, guys, I, I last you know, I haven't watched Homecoming in a long time. My girlfriend, and I learned this week, last week, for the first time I learned, never watched Homecoming. So I was like, "Oh man, we gotta watch Homecoming. Um, movie holds up, man. It's a fun movie. I, like, oh yeah, it's like, it's so yeah. weird, because like, it's one of the movies when I watch it, and I'm just like... I still really like this, though I totally get why some people don't like this. I think they're yeah. wrong, but like, but because like, like the stuff with like the suit and like you know the Tony Stark stuff. I, I to be honest, I think that they kind of I think some of the fans are like a little heavy handed with like oh Tony Stark's like his dad. I, I don't I never get that vibe because Tony's such a jerk. But um, but like but like you know I I can see how some of that would like rub off on people the wrong way. But there's some other things that are just done so well. And it's just an enjoyable <laughs> film. And if you yeah, haven't yeah. watched Homecoming, so, so you should watch it again. I, I sent it to you, but
2: uh, you know, for the listeners and for Shamari, that, that, that meme after the Lakers lost when when they were wearing Kobe's uh they were wearing the Kobe Mamba jerseys, black Mamba jerseys. Uh, and yeah. they had a meme of Kobe talking to the Lakers. Tell him to take take those jerseys off, I <laughs> yeah. and telling Tony uh, uh, Spider Man to give him his suit back. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, you, you don't you don't deserve it. That was wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nothing was... without the suit, then you never deserved it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is a great scene. That's that is one of the best scenes yeah. in yeah, the movie. The, the uh, now, whole everything with the Staten Island fairy stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean that movie. Yeah, certainly holds up. You know, my
2: question to you, EJ, is now now you got to do uh, a big Spider Man too. Oh,
0: <laughs> That's, that might be a little bit harder to watch, but I but I will do it because I, I feel There's like I have much choice of last heading, week's heading, you know, Wars. you have
2: to watch. We may have to all watch every. Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, we might have to just do a full binge, man. I'm telling you. And that yeah. kind of brings us to this news. So let's first start off with uh, the news that uh, Benny Cumberbatch, who is, of course, known for playing Stephen Strange in the Marvel movies. He's played uh, Stephen Strange and Doctor Strange and two Avengers movies, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. He will... and Has he been in another movie? He's been in Thor, maybe? Yeah, he was in Thor, right? Yeah, yeah Thor yeah, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So he's been in now four Marvel movies as Doctor Strange. That character will now be coming to this third Spider-Man movie that's currently untitled. So Benny Cumberbatch has signed on to play a, uh, what sounds like a pretty major part in this Spider-Man movie. And it just adds just another layer to what we're all expecting to see, which is some kind of multiverse situation unfold. You know, obviously, Doctor Strange's movie, the multiverse of, of madness is already, uh, the multiverse, where, what is it? Madness the multiverse and the multiverse of madness. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we already know that it's going to involve a lot of multiverse things, considering the title and what Feige and crew have already told us. So anything that involves Doctor Strange for the next year or two, is everyone's going to have a big eye on in terms of what that means for Marvel expanding its multiverse. So uh, I'll start with this part of the news. We have more big rumors being spread out there as well. But starting on this part, uh, Shamari, what do you make of Cumberbatch signing
1: on to Spider-Man 3? I think this is massive news. I think it's pretty much a Spider-Verse confirmation. Um. Now, how much of a Spider Verse we don't know, though. That, of course, the Jamie Fox news tells us it seems to be pretty pretty big, probably a central um, a central part of the movie. So probably not just a section of it, or all oh, Easter eggs, or any any kind of. It looks like no, this is like a major um, picture that they're trying to make. So this is, I mean, this is massive, massive news. Um, I'm very uh, excited. I, I I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a fantastic Doctor Strange. I think it's one of the best castings that Marvel has done, period. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing him um, and to seeing uh, uh, Spider-Man in, in Doctor Strange and seeing Doctor Strange in Spider-Man. It's going to be crazy. The whole thing is just going to be completely insane. I've, I was wondering what what, um, if this had anything to do with the whole um Scott Derrickson situation because when he, he left the project and he's like, Oh, so with creative differences, because mm. like, he wanted to do something horror. Yeah,
2: so Shamari's broaching into something that hasn't, well, I'm been. Not, I'm
1: not starting no conspiracy, oh, yeah, theory. not a
2: conspiracy, but you know, <laughs> I mean, look, it's a little bit of a conspiracy, right.
1: but I don't know if it's a conspiracy, right? But, <laughs> but I'm just saying the like, line
2: of thinking, though, I like it because I no like want to mention Scott Derrickson.
1: You, uh, you yeah. yeah, I mean, he wanted to do something horror based. Is clear he was clearly very excited about that. Yeah, and then you wonder when the line of thinking changed. Right. Spider Man's now involved. Once they start talking, yeah. So uh, what yeah, do you think so about we're Toby Maguire? Toby Maguire. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Fox <laughs> and stuff. And if he's like, probably like, what? No. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Wandavision? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, a good I mean, point, Sam.
0: So- it's a very good point.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I it just makes me wonder about that because I'm like, oh, maybe maybe that had something to do with that. Yeah, you know, and then you know Scott Raimi, they're like, hey, you you yeah. worked on Spider Man. They seem they seem really dedicated to the linking <laughs> yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, with Doctor Strange, uh, which I think is an interesting thing to be dedicated to. But and when when yeah. did when did Scott Derrickson
2: leave the project? I don't know, EJ, if you could find that was a while ago. It was because I because when Shamari talks about that timeline. I'm wondering: Does the Scott Derrickson uh, leaving Doctor Strange line up with when Marvel
0: and Sony were having their kind of tit for tat a little bit? Doctor okay. uh, Scott left Doctor Strange. Um, it was earlier this year. It was January ninth. Was January oh, 9th? Okay, January so 9th. That, this okay. was
2: it was quite a bit after that. Yes.
0: Yeah, it was, you know enough to where
2: like it wasn't like Marvel signed a deal with Sony and then Derrickson was out. Yes, you that's know, correct. Like, so that was that, that was
0: that was resolved at the end of the summer,
2: right? So there was right. there was months of them to put together some sort of story to where then Derrickson may have been like, I'm out. So it may not be directly linked to the Marvel Sony thing, but maybe it still is. Maybe it just took them time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, certainly an interesting line of thinking. Um, I mean, look, I think I, Benedict Cumberbatch being in this movie, there are some people, because Hollywood Reporter came out and said that he's essentially going to be, from what they understand, going to be replacing the Tony Stark.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask
2: you about that. And there's been a lot of pushback about this. Some people said, we don't need Spider-Man to have a babysitter. We don't need Spider-Man to have an Uncle Ben who's not Uncle Ben. You know, he needs, you know, he can stand on his own. He's Spider-Man. But I think, I don't think Marvel's intention when they do this is to make it seem as if Spider-Man needs a babysitter, or that Spider-Man can't stand on his own two feet. I think they Kevin Feige's mission has always been to make these movies vastly different than the original two trilogies, or two iterations. And by adding in, the biggest difference that they can have uh, in terms of uh, separating this from the previous two iterations is they have a wealth of right. already you know, established MCU characters that the Sony movies couldn't use. And so why wouldn't you use your Marvel? You're saying to yourself, well, how how can we make this Spider-Man different? Well, let's have him interact with Captain America. Let's have him interact with Iron Man. Let's have him interact with Nick Fury. Let's now have him interact with Doctor Strange. Um, All characters were like, they're going to make these make sense. The, The Iron Man one made a ton of sense. Some people may not have liked the way they utilized it. But Robert Downey Jr. was the biggest star they have, you know, one of the biggest stars in history of comic movies. Of course, they were going to utilize him uh, to help bridge and help, you know, put over, as EJ would say, uh, wrestling term, their Spider-Man character. Um, And now you utilize Benedict Cumberbatch, and I don't think that this is necessarily because... Spider-Man and Doctor Strange have some deep-rooted history in the comics. Of course, there are stories that have been told with the two. Uh, EJ mentioned before; I think it was last week that you know, obviously, uh, Spider-Man, you know, is in New York, and Doctor Strange is in New York. Um, so it, it does make sense that the two would be linked. Um, they've had stories, uh, you know. I've seen even also in Spider-Man, you know, there've been episodes where Doctor Strange was kind of you know, Spider-Man's running mate, and it had to do with magic and sorcery and stuff, and that was, those those are always good episodes, and, you know, it's not, again, not like, you know, it's not like Doctor Strange is, you know, the Fantastic Four, you know, it's not the Human Torch, not even Iceman or, or you know, Firestar in terms of having that sort of history with Spider-Man, so that makes me think that there is some other hijinks going on here. This isn't just Marvel saying to themselves, this is a great... Wouldn't this just be a great tag team? Like I think with Thor and Ragnarok, that's what their mindset was. Oh, wouldn't this just be Thor and Hulk? Like, Wouldn't that just be a great duo to have in a movie? And then they wanted to tie in the Planet Hulk stuff. This, I think, is a very specific goal that they have in mind. A very specific vision. And they've determined that having Doctor Strange is the only way to get to that. And obviously there are other reports that we'll get to, but... Um,
0: the vision seems very grand. Yeah, and, you know, one of the biggest, you know, Spider-Man stories of the last 15 years is Spider-Man, you know, one last, well, one more day. And that, you know, obviously is a, is a very much a Mephisto Spider-Man story, but, you know, Doctor Strange plays a, a big role in that story. So there is, you know, recent canon, and there's plenty of canon throughout course of the Marvel history of Spider-Man and Doctor, um, uh, Doctor Strange crossing paths. <sighs> this is so interesting, you know, in terms of the mentor situation, because I think that was something that really raised a lot of eyebrows, because especially when you have you know, quotes from Feige saying that, you know, we're really excited for Spider-Man to kind of stand on his own two feet for this next <laughs> movie. And then now, he, you know, there's reports saying this guy is his mentor. I mean, yeah, the people who don't, who didn't like those aspects of Homecoming and Far From Home. I I get why you'd be mad to see that. I, I understand it. Even I was kind of like surprised and kind of set aback back when I saw it. What I will say though is, <laughs> again, home. Actually, watching Homecoming again gives you a different perspective because like you have like what the internet says and then what's facts. You know, as like a, as Governor Cuomo would say, you know, yeah, you what people are saying and then what are the facts. And you know, I I watched Homecoming and. Even the idea that, oh, Tony Stark's his mentor or his dad. I mean, again, if he is, he's a really terrible dad or mentor. I mean, he's never around. He ignores him for most of the movie. He only really shows up in that moment uh, one to pull him out of the water. And when he really screws up to save the people on the side of Nile Ferry. But for the rest of the movie, Spider-Man's literally on his own. That's actually kind of the running gag is that this guy is supposed to be his mentor and kind of keep up on him, keep checks the tabs on him, and he really doesn't. So, I, again, I think some of this is like kind of perception and, and not, and not all of his reality per-, per se. It
2: connects perfectly to what we saw in Civil War. That's why I think it would be one thing if Iron Man just came into the picture out of nowhere. Right. But it was, it, I mean, I feel like some of those people that, like, did you even see guys in the Civil War? I'm not, I'm sure both of them did but yeah. were there people in there that didn't like that characterization? That and maybe didn't even watch Captain America's award. Yeah, it, it
0: wouldn't have made sense to, for Tony to be like, oh, here's a suit, peace. And then, that, like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that wasn't, especially given, you know, I don't want to make this a referendum on Homecoming, but, like, especially given how, like, he kind of was, he looked at his role with Wanda as, like, kind of a mentoring role. Like, the headspace he was in at that time was, this is how he would have acted. You know, yes. like he, he, he thought that heroes need to have more control, uh, more be, be more under a close eye. Um, he wanted to be a better influence because he felt like bad things would happen if people just run around unchecked. So, of course, if he's soliciting the help of a 15 year old, he, he's going to keep eyes on him and try to try to see how he's doing and maybe help him out a little bit. Like that's just that that was that was. That was realistic character development. Now you want to say I don't want used to see Spider Man being used for that. That's a different argument, and I'm not fighting you on that. That's just your preference. But in terms of whether it makes sense, it made a lot, it all made a lot of sense. But to me, I'll be honest. I'm not completely taking the mentor writ right up in this story. You know, shout out to Boris Kit. You know, I'm not suggesting he don't got the right sources or people telling whatever. But I'm, I just feel like to. This to me read like very convenient writing. Um, it read to just be like, oh, well, they had Tony Stark and they had, I mean, he even says they had Samuel Jackson when, you know, playing Nick Fury. And Nick Fury, I, I don't think he was a mentor in the last movie. He, yeah, it was, was much different than I it, it was like, he was like, I don't know. I don't know what you would describe like boss. him as. Like he, it's almost like he hired Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, he's was like a
1: boss.
0: Yeah, he was like a boss, exactly. You know, so, and like, it wasn't a mentor role. So I kind of felt like, you know, sometimes in journalists in journalists speak, we kind of write things that are just convenient, and, and I'll be honest. Sometimes they don't necessarily line up, but it sounds good, so you just write it. Um, I kind of feel like this is kind of what happened here, because I don't I don't see what Doctor Strange could teach Spider Man. You know, I'm <laughs> just being honest. Like, like from there, like Doctor Strange deals with mystical creatures and and, and different dimensions. That's just not anything Spider Man is used to dealing with, and while Yes I think that obviously This electro situation Is going to be Some dimension bending A mentor Just isn't the role I, I envision him having And look We're recording this podcast October 13th 2020 I could look like an idiot A year or Two years however, for Eight years Whenever we finally see movies um, When we actually see this movie But that's just the feeling I get I think that Doctor Strange will play A pivotal role in the movie I don't think he'll be a mentor I don't think he'll be You know the guy who is, is you know, is, is going to be the difference in, in, in actually defeating this guy. And the one thing I will say and I think was smart about the other Spider-Man movies and watching Homecoming and remembering Far From Home just last year is that I do like that when when the chits are, are on the table, like at the end of the day, like Peter has to figure it out on his own. He has to defeat, defeat this guy on his own. And both times he did it. And I think that this will be no different with Electro, Unless, we when we get to our second story, Unless yeah. he gets help from some other Spider-Man, but that'll be our know, next story. Any last thoughts on this though?
2: Uh, no. I mean, we could tie it in, tie it back into. Yeah, there. yeah. Let's
0: go. Good, because that was a heck of, as heck, as, heck of a segue right there. So I'll say, unless he gets help from some Spider-Man from the past. So this is right now exclusively being reported by Fandom Wire, who says sources are telling and them that ignored. that uh, Toby Sorry. Maguire and Andy. Uh, no, excuse me, uh, Andrew. Did anyone call him Andy Garfield? No one calls him Andy Garfield.
1: <laughs> nah, <everyone>. uh,
0: Andru- <laughs> Andrew Garfield have both signed on to reprise their roles as Peter Parker. Now, obviously, these are Spider-Men from different eras, different universes. Um, so this would obviously be earth-shattering if they did this. We kind of talked about this a little bit last week. And here, you know, now there's um, there's some smoke that, that's billowing that maybe we're going to see this. No other outlet is reporting this. I have seen some individuals say that they've heard that they're pretty much got Garfield locked down and it's about trying to get McGuire or that they're close with both guys. No deal just yet. But, I mean, Sham, this is a movie that's supposed to be shooting in like a couple of weeks. Something doesn't add up here to me. <laughs> like how how are you having these major castings being put together weeks before production like to me like if you strike out on any of these guys that would make me think that you have to like rewrite your whole script and maybe set back production but that doesn't seem to be what's happening what do you think is going on here
1: yeah yeah i mean it's very um it's a very interesting situation um i mean with I mean, it, it. I mean, we have to take, kind of take everything that's happening with with the context of everything that's going on in the world right now. So we're not gonna mm-hmm. get be getting movies. We probably wouldn't be getting this movie out for a very long time anyway. Right. No rush. Um. So so who knows when we're getting any movies, let alone this movie? Honestly, we'd probably be more inclined to believe it now, just because of everything that's happening. I mean, if, if not now, then when? You know. So you might as well take advantage of the fact that that you're not focusing on any movies now. Um, and there's a good chance, whatever, whenever you do decide on a date that may get pushed back too, for whatever reason. Um, now with regards to the spider men, uh, being involved in the movie. Um, I mean, I think this is a fantastic concept. I've already seen so much fan art. I've seen so much boss logic art. Um, It's just, it's just a fantastic idea. And I mean, this movie is going to be a success no matter how long, you know, however many years (laughs) it takes, which, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be forever from now, but it's going to be, it's (laughs) going to be a while. We know it's going to be a while. So, um, the movie is going to succeed, uh, period. I mean, everyone wants to see multiple Spider-Men. Yeah. Doing doing the Spider Man tricks and and, you know I'm not gonna act like some kind of circus act, but they're gonna be doing crazy stuff on the screen that everyone wants to see.
2: We'll see Spider Man into the dark Broadway
1: (laughs) special. Oh God! Yo, imagine they got that Spider Man. Yeah, I wasn't gonna go that dark. Um, That That would be dark. To what I was gonna say, which is not to make a joke of, make light of anyone's injury, but um, but I don't think uh, someone's not gonna make it you know someone's not gonna make it someone's gonna someone's gonna it's gonna be a terrible tragedy toby Maguire, somebody that's very beloved a very beloved spider-man that's near and dear to everyone's hearts is not gonna make it yes yeah. you know it's gonna be emotional or maybe it could be garfield i mean that could bar garfield would be the one you would
2: expect oh, the one no one cares about
1: you know you yeah, can spin it
2: as you know he already, gwen stacy already died I mean, yeah, yeah, type
1: geez, of thing. yeah that's know. a bit much I mean, I don't know. I feel Garfield it doesn't have that same impact. It like, wouldn't be the same. If Garfield dies. I'm like, but oh, McGuire is
2: gonna be that would be so like telegraphed. you be like, oh yeah, of course you bring back the old one. They go out like Logan, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another
1: Logan. Yeah, no, nah, I do gonna they're gonna do all that. But yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be completely crazy. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is look, this is absolute money. I mean, like Shamari mentioned it just from a box office perspective this is just it's it, everyone is going to want to see this movie um like imagine if there was a five minute youtube video with all three of them as spider-man in the same youtube video like that that video is getting 200 million views in an instant like mm-hmm. everyone's going to see that and that's so just this movie when you translate that to this movie I mean, I'm just thinking about a trailer. If if you had a trailer of this movie that had all three of them in it, I mean, the world, the internet would explode. So, I mean, from a money perspective, I don't know what it costs to bring in all these all these
1: different, you know, A-list type of actors i mean i mean just the the concept alone i mean everyone from from my generation is going to see that movie yes whether they like superheroes yes they have superhero fatigue yeah, anyone 40 and under is gonna all lose all, their the, mind. all the superhero fatigue will go right out the window yeah everyone is going to see because what you're telling me if you
2: don't want to see these movies that not only do you not like Andrew garfield not only do you not like tom holland but that means you don't like any spider Yep, because you yep. like even any of those three, and you know there's somebody out there. There's there's one. Everyone's got one like one of these trilogies because they're too different. If you're a comic book fan. You may be that person that's like, I like Garfield. I don't like the other two. Could be that person that likes, I like McGuire. I don't like the other two. Could be that person that's like, I like Holland, but I don't like the other two. Mm-hmm. Every any one of those people is gonna see everyone. Every single one of those people will likely see this movie unless they're just so much like boycott the MCU i'm not even going to support this so from a money-making perspective if they feel like the spider-man brand is kind of not struggling but like if it's kind of kind of running into a brick wall a little bit in terms of how what where could we go that would excite people excite everybody and it's kind of like a star wars issue of like all right now we're kind of in the middle of no 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 we're kind of in no man's land kind of in the middle of nowhere this will certainly help with that um I guess my question... And there's also reports, by the way, that uh, Tom Hardy might be in this movie. Um which yes, is also I've seen the, that's being
0: put out there as well. You know, I
2: think Phantom Wire mentioned that uh, Green Goblin is going to be a villain in this movie. We don't know if it's
1: Willem Dafoe.
2: We don't know if it's Dane DeHaan. Jeez, if they brought back Willem Dafoe... Yo, if they brought back Willem Just think about the money, man. Just, they, if, they, <laughs> if they
1: showed Willem as Green
2: Goblin in a trailer. Just think about it. I mean... I think, to me, I think that this is a clear... It's clear where they're going with this. I think this is a Sinister Six movie. And this is wow. what... This is what we've been asking for since The Amazing Spider-Man 1 came out. And we were like, yo, man, Sinister Six. And whenever they do that, that's going to be crazy. And it always seemed implausible in the MCU because there just weren't enough villains. We, people were trying to piece together. Well, yeah, if, I mean, if they introduce Venom in this universe and then, you know, they, they make Scorpion and then they bring Mysterio back to life. And then, you know, this <laughs> happens it's like, how are we getting six villains that we care about? But if you're taking from all the different, all what, eight Spider-Man movies that I mean, we've had, now you have plenty of villains to pick from. Now you can you have your choices. You have your choice of which villains. You don't have to force in every single one that we've even maybe seen. Yeah, uh, you know, Paul Giamatti. I mean, maybe his Rhino is technically in the MCU, <laughs> and maybe we'll make him the villain. And <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> so you
0: really, so kind of, you really think that this is a? Because it's interesting you say that because you know, anytime you know, shout out to Boss Logic. Anytime he puts out anything, I'm always knowing that he's in the know. And a lot of it, you know, he'll say, oh, I'm just being creative and having fun. Some of that stuff, because he knows something. Right. And one of the things he put in his, uh, as one of the titles for one of his artwork recently was Spider-Man Home Before Six, or Home uh, Home by Six, or something like that. And it was a Sinister Six concept. And I was like, wow, well, we haven't really had anyone talk about yeah. Sinister Six being a part of this situation. Yeah. And that, that raised my eyebrows. And now you saying it. now it. that's yeah. my second time I'm raising eyebrows about is this possible with the Sinister Sticks
2: Yeah, it's funny because I was gonna ask you guys what could be the theoretical title of this multiverse thing that goes with Home, but um, but now yeah, I think the Sinister Sticks is on is on deck, and I think they're gonna pick from the history of the of the Spider Man of the Spider Man univ- movies. Uh, if you're gonna do it, I think you need one of Green Goblin or Doc Ock, probably Green Goblin. And it's probably got to be—it's almost certainly got to be Willem Um
0: But do they even if they do that though? Does it sound like they still have six villains? Oh yeah, I mean, if you're talking, so we, we have Vulture. You got Vulture. Electro.
2: You got Electro. Let's just go through every Spider-Man villain that we've had. Okay. Spider-Man One, you had Green Goblin. Yes. Spider-Man Two, you had. Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Spider-Man yep. 3, you have Harry Osborn, Sandman, Sandman yeah. and, Ven- and Venom. That's five. Spider uh, Amazing Spider-Man, you had Lizard. Didn't he, did he die? He is dead. But, I mean, okay. honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter.
1: It's the so so the world, is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem so.
2: Dafoe is dead. <laughs> but, uh, Spider-Man 2, Amazing Spider-Man 2, you had um, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn, and you had uh, Jamie Foxx, who we know is in the movie. Mm-hmm. That is uh what that's eight. yes eight and then you move into now this trilogy in spider-man one you've got a uh, vulture and they also set up uh scorpion, scorpion potentially and then obviously in the last movie we had mysterio that's not even to mention that we may have a we're gonna have a carnage and we're gonna have a venom so i mean we're talking about 10 11 villains to pick from not to mention you could add someone else i mean. If they wanted to do Craven, who we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. the a possibility, said Joel Kinnaman, someone, they may be looking at to play Craven. That's a lot of villains, you know. Now, you, I mean, you have you could be picking from eleven to twelve different villains for six spots. They're not all they're not all plausible. I don't expect to see Sandman. I'm not really expecting to see Lizard at all. But it's more plausible than them trying to, you know, just ram through six six of the six MCU characters that could potentially possibly be villains in a certain point of
0: view and and i guess to me when i said is there six i didn't necessarily mean like literally are there six villains it was like to me are there plausibly six people that you could put in this movie that would make sense
2: well once you open up the multi the multiverse floodgates i almost feel like anything's
0: possible okay so can i be the debbie downer for this segment (laughs) i think i'm about to be um I need to know how this is going to be executed before I can completely sign on and be excited for this. Um, I feel like this feels... If this feels like a money grab, this feels like it can... You, both you guys kind of talking about the money this will make kind of is why I'm like very apprehensive about it. Because... The guys <laughs> <the analytics. laughs> yeah, because I mean, look... Like, like to me, this feels very. I don't like when you, you make movies that are trying to make everybody happy. Like, I don't like and now let me be clear. Let me let me let me step back. I am the guy that always says, you know, shout out to Janet Rose, give the people what they want. So I preface that by saying I am usually that guy. But there's a difference between giving the people what they want. And then, not, like, doing something that's so neutral, it doesn't really give anybody anything they were asking for. But it does kind of please everybody. There's a, there's a slight difference. And something about making a movie centered around all three of the spider man feels like that. It feels like Marvel, knowing they don't have an Avengers movie on deck, is looking at it and saying, how could we make Avengers... Money. Obviously, they won't make a bunch of money because they got split with Sony. But you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we generate that kind of buzz, that kind of energy, that kind of event? This is how you do it. This, this is, this is like for a singular character. This is as big as it gets. If you're gonna do like they, they couldn't do a bigger movie with any of their other singular singular characters right now. This is the biggest thing they could possibly come up with. And that, like, that kind of rubs me the wrong way because, like, again, they've been telling a story with you know, again, watching Homecoming, I just watched, you know, Far From Home not that long ago, like, those were very grounded movies, like, we could talk about the MCU involvement, and how that, like, muddled things for people, but the movies, the stories themselves are extremely grounded, like, they're very simple, they're very straightforward, and it's what everybody really was looking for, with for Spider-Man, and, this feels like it's getting very, very, very expansive and crazy in a way that I I don't know if I'm looking I'm ready I, I, It's not what I am looking for for this Spider Man movie. I'm not saying that what they give me won't be amazing and outstanding and spectacular and whatever other Spider Man euphemism I can think of. Outstanding is not one, by the way. Um, but like sensational. Um, but like superior. to me superior. <laughs> there you go. Um, but to me, this just seems like a little much. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you're telling me these guys make a cameo in the movie, you know, that's different. I would be totally for that. Um, but, you know, we're talking about they're being cast and they're like regulars in the movie. Like, I want to see Tom Holland, Peter Parker deal with MJ and uh, and, you know, Flash and betty and all those kids like i like there's things like his his world is interesting i want to see them grow that world and introduce new people within that world i don't necessarily need you to be pulling from other worlds that we've been done with for years so i'm i can't say i'm not not excited i mean this is this is nuts that they're going to try to do this but I, I, so, I can't say that i'm just i did i just i think this is a slam dunk so, this is going to so, be great i don't know i i, I need yes. to see how they're going to execute this. this seems like a lot so,
2: I'm, I'm going to make a very political, like, kind of false equivalency. Not I'm not making any... This is a political statement. Oh, okay. you know? I'm not, I won't get fired. But, uh, oh. <laughs> but I, I'm going to make, like, a very politician-like, I guess I won't say political, politician-like <laughs> false equivalency and say, well, isn't this the same thing that Fox did with X-Men Days of Future Past? And obviously... I guess what EJ would say, and what many of the people that would disagree would say, that *Data Future Past* is an actual story. Um, right. Obviously, they took they they took liberties with the story in the movie, but um, it, it was crafted around a, it was crafted around even just even in general, even if it wasn't a, even if it was an original story, it had they had a, a a they had a story, they had a frame. This whatever they're they're pitching now seems, I guess, in, in some people's minds, a little unorganized. Seems a little. I mean, well they would really I not,
0: guess they would argue that this is their version of Spider Verse. Right, like, that's the what comic book Spider Verse.
2: Is that look if they had Dave's future right. past, this is just the Spider Verse.
1: Spider Verse does mix with the Sinister Six.
2: Right, exactly. Mixed with the Sinister Six. Does Madam Webb play into this at all?
0: Are we still even getting Madam Webb? Yeah, yeah, honestly that's the honestly, when I heard about the Doctor Strange casting, which I think we all I mean, I think I like guessed that on the show like months ago or weeks ago. When I said yeah, Doc Strange, wait, you mentioned
2: yeah, I think you mentioned it last week.
0: Or, yeah. Or like yeah, whenever know. I said I thought I, I said Doctor Strange will be in this movie. Um, yeah, that's one thing I thought about. I thought like like well, why wouldn't just Matt and Webb be the Doctor Strange? Like whatever role he's playing, why could not you just? I mean, we know why, but right. I'm being kind right. of facetious. <laughs> yeah, money and it also like MCU. So right, exactly. Like because they got forward the MCU storyline with Spider Man, which is what they like to do. So so, so like I get it, but like. That is something that, like, I, I did think about. I was just like, so why Dr- wouldn't you just Doctor use Mountain And maybe they still will, but she, it seems unnecessary to have both This of them.
2: feels like the MCU right now is trending in a direction that could be very, very interesting, because Doctor Strange, apparently I think it's also going to be filming around the same time that this one is. You know, they both in New York. Um, but it feels like they are it's going to start with WandaVision. And whatever happens in WandaVision is supposed to tie in to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And I feel like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness isn't just going to be a Spider-Man 3 like you know, prologue or a Spider-Man 3 prequel type of movie. It's not going to be Spider-Man 2.5, like Iron Man 2 is Avengers 2.5, or 1.5, I should say. I think that this could actually be a... A movie where we get maybe an introduction to how the x-men are formed as well how we get other characters you know i mean we've talked about what is marvel going to do with black panther maybe that's broached in dr strange multiverse of madness i mean there's a lot of different areas where dr strange could explain how everything's gonna happen, the MCU going forward? Because we've always asked these questions. I mean, what is X? The X Men still makes no sense. How they're gonna, how are they gonna operate on that? And no one at this point, no one really cares because that feels so far down the line. But I, I mean, it's their biggest property right now. You know, I would, I would argue it, it, it's their biggest property in general. You know, especially ones that they that they own, and they don't even know what they're gonna do it.
1: And I mean, it's a controversial opinion. I, I mean, while I do care, I also don't care. How, how, however, they bring the X Men. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think like, a lot of people just like, point don't not, care. It, like I like I don't want it to make no sense. But look, if if they if they have to stretch a few things and, and ignore a couple <laughs> things, I'm I'm just whatever. Do, do I do I get my Professor X and Wolverine interacting with Cap and well maybe not Cap but interacting with you know uh, the, whoever the, the Avengers, the Spider Man and Black Panther, and they are like, fine. Then I'm fine. And Doctor Doom and the Fast and Fantastic Four. I don't need some, you know, it's comic books. I don't, I don't need like this to be. Oh, but in this scene and and this at this time, so and so said that, you know, whatever. Like, I don't, I, I, really don't care. It's yeah.
0: No, I think that this. I think that they're definitely revving up for a mega. A, like, we're revving up for whatever the future of the Marvel Universe is. I think it begins with... Honestly, I think it begins with WandaVision. Wanda yeah, EJ, EJ I, I think it definitely it, begins with these two movies.
2: And EJ mentioning that Miles Morales, they may have picked him. Yeah. Suggests that... I think he's going to be in this movie
0: as well. Very well could be. That's a report, by by the way, by guys, by uh, MCU Cosmic, Jeremy Conrad. He's hearing that they have a Miles Morales tapped and while it's unclear if Spider-Man 3 is where he will debut it would make sense if that's where he debuted given what uh, they to
2: do I think they're gonna I, I think they're gonna go into this movie and have a lot of um but I don't think I, I, I think a lot of the Spider-Man stuff will be in Spider-Man I don't think Doctor Strange 2 is gonna be again I said it before I don't think it's gonna be Spider-Man 2.5 but I don't think so either but I, I think it could have a post credit scene that leads you into Spider-Man 3 where you're like what the
0: what is going on so I mean, I'm excited. So, so Spider Man comes out wait, did Spider Man come out before or after Doctor Strange? I believe after. Okay. I, mean, I believe Doctor Strange uh was supposed to come out in what, May? Yeah, I believe the Spider Man comes out after in Doctor the Summer. Strange. Yeah, the Spider Man comes out in the summer of that year. Mm. This is wild stuff, man. This is wild stuff. Um it's, it's again it's a great it's a great uh chance to be a, a you know, a Spider Man fan and um I'm excited to see where they take this, but let's uh, let's move on, guys, and let's talk about um, this uh, Green Lantern uh, series coming to HBO Max. So this was announced uh, just last week. Uh, Seth Graham Smith will be the uh, showrunner for this uh, Green Lantern series. The series is expected to include uh, as the main characters Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Bass, and Alan Scott along with uh, Kilowog and Sinestro uh, appearing in the series. So, Sham, what do you make of the characters we'll be seeing in the Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max?
1: I think this series is going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Um, I mean, I think this is... um, I mean, mean, the obvious omissions are Stewart and... um, and Jordan, Yep. and uh, Kyle yeah. Rainer, and Rainer, and uh, Diggle.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Diggle <But>. is Stewart. <laughs> but um, so yeah, maybe he'll show up later. Who knows? Um, but yeah, th- I mean, this is fantastic news. I mean green the green lantern on on the small screen small I call it a small big screen i mean these streaming services are basically <laughs> they're basically pumping out movies now and full uh, at the academy awards yeah. the golden globe well, golden globes and oscars and all this. so i, was like, I mean they're basically studios now <laughs> so um so yeah it's a small screen but it's kind of the small big screen so um so yeah i'm i am Thrilled. I mean, what they, we, what we were able to get with um, some of these other shows, Star Girl and and um, you know Titans, Titans. And, I mean, they're following, <laughs> trying, they're trying to follow, stick to the comics. Yeah, you know? Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing. The only gonna get me started on Swamp Thing. So, I mean, they're trying right the away. Did really
0: well apparently on CW in its debut.
1: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise, me. It doesn't surprise me. Um, so. So yeah, I mean, I have very high expectations for this Green Lantern show. I think it's gonna be great. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna make these characters very engaging, very relatable. And you know, look, we've seen a lot of Hal Jordan in, in well, we haven't seen John Stewart yet in terms of no. live action. We got a lot of animated. We have a lot of animated. John a lot, Stewart. a lot of animated John Stewarts. A lot of animated Hal Jordans. Um, so this would be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, um, it's funny. Did you guys realize this was a nugget that I learned at Comic Con uh, this summer? Uh, not this weekend, which was also supposed to be near Comic Con. Uh, shed a mm-hmm. tear, but um, no. One of the things that that I actually learned at Comic Con this summer, um, I think it was in that panel where they the multiverse panel. That, no, it wasn't Comic Con. It was Fando, uh, where they had um, Hamada and the group kind of Hamada, Berlanti, Jim Lee talking about the multiverse they discussed and something I actually thought about when I actually re-watched a little bit of green Lantern uh this summer um or whenever during the pandemic I don't know the days kind of the the year has been a long year but um I actually re-watched Green Lantern recently and before fandom and I noticed it but do you guys realize I think Hamado was the one that brought it up that the in crisis, when they show the Green Lantern, the Green Lantern thing, Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they show the different Earths, and it's like Earth, you know, 85 is like the Green Lantern show, where they're teasing it. That that footage was just footage from the Green Lantern movie, where they showed Oa. It, it looked kind of like it. Yeah, it looked kind of like it. And I remember because I watched the movie this, this summer, and I was like, yo, that, did they just pull that joint from this movie? and they, they i don't know if it was jim lee or one of them was like yeah you know that's footage you know from the movie and i'm just like at least at least they were honest at least they, they had the, the gall to say it because that cause I, that was a little disappointing because i remember seeing that and being like yo this show's gonna look crazy is this is what the show's gonna look like, it's gonna look
1: like?
2: <laughs> and then i realized oh no, it was just from the movie um so yeah i don't know what the show's gonna look like i don't know what to expect uh had i not known that i'd probably be even more hyped. um but yeah, still, still kind of up in the air. I don't know if I need all these human Green Lanterns. That's all I'll say about this. I don't know if I need. What, what do we would say four plus kilowatt? I mean, the thing about the Green Lantern Corps that you know they they come from all different types of races of people, not just races of humans, which is what uh, yeah. the makeup of the obviously is. But, um, I you know I. <laughs> you know, they, they I would have, I, I would have been fine with more of a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of makeup, where it's like, yeah, we have one person, one human, or two humans, maybe, and then, uh, a mix, a mix match, but, uh, if Alan Scott, is that can be the Alan Scott from Stargirl, we don't know, um, I would, I mean, I would assume that they would be connected, but maybe not, and other than that, I mean, I don't know what to expect, uh, Obviously, we know Guy Gardner is an interesting character. You see, Kyle Rayner is not in this, right? So, um, that's good. Yeah, he's he he, not. You don't need an Alan Scott and a, and a Kyle Rayner and a Guy Gardner. Um, but look, we haven't seen Simon Baz in a while. We haven't seen uh, Jess Cruz really in anything else. So, uh, it should be interesting to get their characterizations. But I don't know if I necessarily need, needed all these different Human Lanterns. But uh, it should be interesting nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, as I, I, I actually. I honestly didn't think about the whole is this too many human Green Lanterns. I think I was just kind of like surprised and shocked that we just got so many. I was, that, that, like, I was kind of excited just to see, wow, we got Cruz and Simon Baz and Withgard and it three-ounce guy in there and then, oh, Kilowog's going to be in it and Sinestro. Like, how can anybody really be upset with that? But that is a fair point. Um, maybe they should have mixed it up with a couple more aliens, but I think that they want to grab eyeballs, honestly, and I think that they know that there's a um, there are people who uh, who um, fanboy all of these characters, you know, each one of them. So, and in one sense, it kind of makes sense to say, "Well, just give them all." You know, I don't know how they'll split up the sectors in terms of which ones are um, Sector Nine and, and what the other ones are, what they're covering. But I'm willing to, to to see how they figure it out. I'm excited for this show. You know, I think that this is know very different from what we're used to um, seeing on television I think in terms of the potential for the budget and the CGI you know if they're really going to make this look like a Green Lantern show needs to look it could look awesome it could look fantastic and I want to see how they uh, how they deal with it I was surprised to even see that they committed to Sinestro showing up in the show and I don't know he's going to be the big bad of the show but I'll be honest. it kind of makes sense for him to be because he's Sinestro. I, you know, like if you if you don't know anything about the Green Lantern, the few things you may know is his villain is Sinestro. <laughs> like you know, this guy who used to be a Green Lantern and then he becomes a Yellow Lantern because he, he he you know decides. If you play Justice. Uh, you may take as atrocities.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, besides the only people who have played Injustice, everyone else. Sinestro is synonymous with the Green Lantern character, and while I wouldn't have been surprised to see him go a different route uh, for villain, I mean, especially considering Sinestro's ties to particularly Hal Jordan. But especially if you're talking about a, a an established Sinestro, which I think we'll see, I don't think he's going to be in a Sinestro who's part of the Green Lanterns and then um, you know jump ship. So my guy who's who's been established, I think that he would serve as a great season one villain. And this is apparently a show that's going to be a straight to series order, ten episodes. So, whatever uh, Guggenheim and and, uh, and and these guys have pitched, apparently it is a uh, it is definitely sold the people at HBO and DC. So, um, so we'll see how the show goes. But if you're a Green Lantern fan, I don't think you really could ask too much more from this. You know, maybe the exception, of maybe say hoping you would have seen, Kyle, you know, Kyle Rayner, but. I think the fact that we're not seeing either of those three just tells me, I think, that you know, when it comes to Rainer, Stewart, and Jordan, that they have plans for those three. Um, you know, Rainer would have been the only one that I, I thought would have had a chance to make him to the show. But that tells me that maybe he will be a part of a movie at some point down the line. So I'm excited, man, getting Green Lantern on TV. You clearly can't complain about that. And um, I'm looking forward to see how they do it. This is supposed to be uh, starting production in mid-2021 and hopefully making it to the streaming service sometime in 2022. So we'll be keeping our eyes out for that. And that will do it for this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I hope you guys certainly uh, enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed uh, talking about all the stuff with my guys. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to catch us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod. On Instagram, New Generation Podcasts and Facebook New Generation Media you can find uh, Shamari on uh, Instagram and Snapchat MC MCSham22 you can now find Kendall Kendall is finally on social media you can find him on Twitter at NewGenKen so make sure you guys give him a follow and, uh, and yeah. uh, check him out yeah man only tweeting uh, about, about sports so uh-huh. but if you care about sports <laughs> stuff still give him a follow and of course you can follow me talking about sports and the superheroes, and New York City news, and everything I talk about. Hip-hop, I talk about it all. The sun. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys once again for listening in. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.